With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Well, today we're going to be talking with two great talents. At 2.05 Eastern, Eric Zane is going to bring his soul, pop, rock, EDM, you name it, kind of creativity. And at 2.30, emerging pop band with a purpose, Noah Bindo is going to, of Exist Elsewhere is going to join us. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so call in. 347-215-7511 or email us. Email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com or log on to the chat room at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, the chat room up yet? Let me see. My producer says the chat room is about to go up. Yeah, here it comes. So if you're listening to us on Blog Talk, you can be on the chat room and we will read your questions and your comments on the air. Keep in mind, if you call in, that uh, we are heard on terrestrial radio, so you're a Blog Talk listener. Remember, there are those seven little words that we can't say on the air, okay? But remember, we are Music Friday Live, and when you tweet us, don't forget the hashtag, Music Friday. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cyberstation USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stations, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. Cyberstation USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at cameo at cyberstationusa.com. You're into the Hi, I'm back. This is Patrick O'Heffern, and I'm your host right here on Music Friday Live. And let me tell you, let me remind you, if you know of a hot new band that you think should be on Music Friday, tell us all about it. Go to our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Click on the choice, Your Choice tab. It's right up there at the top. It's called Your Choice. 
put their name in the nomination form. It takes about 30 seconds, and it could put a band on the air that you've discovered. And while you're there, look around. Read the reviews. Check out the band by use. Comment on the blog. It's uh, lots of fun. You know, we have a caller on the line, and I think I recognize the voice. Hi, caller. Want to introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. This is Alexa James from the Romies. How you doing, Patrick? Hi, Alexa. Oh, this is really an honor. And pray tell, <laughs> why are you calling me today? Well, we have a show coming up this coming Tuesday at the Hotel Cafe, and I uh, just want to let you and your listeners know about uh, our show. It's going to be really fun. It's Mardi Gras night at uh, 7 o'clock. Sharp. 7 o'clock at the Hotel Cafe, and of course that's in Hollywood. That's a, a yes. favorite place in Hollywood. It's on Cahuenga. Now, you're, you're, uh, you're going to be in your Romy's outfit, not in your big band yes. outfit. Is that right? You want to right. Tell about the well, Romy? yeah. I don't have a big band outfit. That's Rory's deal, and he, he recruits uh, every so often. So well, you I, know I, how that goes. Yeah. I know how that goes. I've seen you on stage with, with, with Rory and the big band. You do a great <laughs> job. But tell us real quick. We have about uh, a minute left. Tell us about the Romies. Well, um, Rory and I have been doing a solo artist thing, and we started uh, co- you know, doing tours as a co-bill. And everyone started asking for the CD of us together at the end, and we're like, well, no, see, Rory does big band, and I do, like, happy pop and you know, we're real different, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we want to see you together. And we just kept hearing that over and over and over again. So um, we were like, okay, well, we at least we like each other and we love working together. So it just totally makes sense. So the Romies was formed. Okay. Well, that's, and I hope you like each other since you're married. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I know because well, I know, see so, you on stage. You know you love them, but sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, right. Well, I've seen you on stage. I've seen you on stage in your in, in, on the big band with Rory, but I've never yeah. seen the Romy. So I'm going to go myself. So awesome. tell everybody, tell everybody once again, what night is it? It is this coming Tuesday night, March 4th at 7 p.m. And that's at the Hotel Cafe, and that's at on Cahuenga. At the Kalinga. Hotel Cafe. Right. And so if you're in Southern California, I know for our audience in you know, Texas and New York, it's not going to make much difference, but I'm sure they're going to come out to see you there. But if you're in Southern <laughs> California, this Tuesday night at Hotel Cafe. Well, thanks for calling in. I'm looking forward oh, to seeing you. Thank we, you. We're looking forward to seeing you again, too. And I just want to appreciate, you know, let you know how much we appreciate you. You're always supportive of artists and you you are amazing, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again on Tuesday. Well, we're going to have lots of fun. We've got to take a quick break now, and when we come back, Eric Zane's going to be with us. Stay tuned. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm host of Music Friday Live. I'm welcoming all of our guests on, on both online and on radio stations around the country. And I want to give out a special shout-out. I want to remind everybody that we're not just on AM radio. We also have some FM listeners. And those FM listeners are on 
KSKQFM in Ashland, Oregon. Ashland, Oregon, of course, is the home of the best Shakespeare festival in the country. Also, it's the home of a great college campus. So hi out there to everybody listening to us on KSKQFM in Ashland, Oregon. And for everybody, you can join us by email. You can join us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I've already got some email here for our next guest. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Or you can uh, you can hit us on the chat room. I see we've got some guests logged in on the chat room. Hi, number fourteen one zero. So if you've got a question, uh, let us know. We'll be happy to to say it on the air. And after the show, check out our website, musicfridayatnationbuilder.com. Unbridled, unleashed, and pretty much unrestrained enthusiastic talent. Well, that's the best way to describe Eric Zane and his electronica-influenced, soul and blues-infused, pop-inflected, and sometimes just plain over-the-top creative funk pop rock. I first heard his music at a pre-Grammy party in Los Angeles and said, I need to have this man on the show. We talked afterwards about his gig at Sundance and his upcoming shows and recordings. Eric and his band can shift from, from infectious out-pop to ballads with a twist. He's always trailblazing, he's always out of the box, and he's always into your pleasure centers. So put on your headphones, clear out the dance floor, forget everything you think you know about rock and pop. Whether he's live on stage or erupting from an EP track, Eric Zane's music mainlines a pure dose of the most unique sound coming out of the L.A. rock scene directly into your brain. And while he's pushing that mellifluous drug into our brains, he's here. Eric, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you so much, Patrick. How are you? I'm great. I'm gr I'm talking to you, so I couldn't be any better. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you for the wonderful introduction. Well, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it has all the the, the added advantage of being true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you've been very busy lately. You played at the 1020 run last weekend in San Diego. You played the Sunset Sessions last week. You're recording a new EP, which I you believe you're calling a mixtape. We'll talk about that later. And you're getting ready for South by Southwest. So did you just sort of give up sleeping for the first quarter of 2014? It certainly feels that way. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that, but when 2014 came in, uh, it was it, it was just the train just went faster than, than any other ride I've been on before. And um, it, it, it really does feel that way. Like, I don't know what planetary alignment has happened when 2014 kicked in, but it hasn't stopped. And it's been just wonderful opportunity after the next. And all I want to do is just be ready for all of them. So in a way, definitely give up some sleep. Well, well it, it seems like you are. And, 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 uh, before we play some music, I, I'm really kind of curious about this twenty, this ten twenty concert in San Diego. You were in the middle of a foot race. Now, were you running or <laughs> playing music or both? <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting gig if I had to run the marathon with my instruments and the whole band. But um, no, basically uh, we were in we were on the on the trail of the marathon. Uh, we had a stage. We had our own stage. It was overlooking, you know the it was a beautiful kind of area overlooking the ocean, and we had a you know pretty loud PA system, so we would play to encourage the runners to keep going. Uh, but what was really exciting is that um, uh, uh, many of them actually stopped or turned around and ran back to grab a CD 
um, you know, which might have gotten them a bit late uh, to the finish line, but it made me pretty excited. <laughs> that must have been <laughs> fun. So I, I, I could just see them running past, stopping, coming back, dancing a little bit, grabbing a CD, and then running on again. That's, uh, I'm just that's, like, don't stop. Just go, 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 go. You're going to be late. <laughs> there you go. Now, while you were there, you got, you got interviewed by uh, NBC, didn't you? Uh, yes, I believe so. There's, there's, there's so much that the term kind of escapes me. Um, I just see it as moments that, that, that yeah, it, it was, there's just so many things, there's so many interviews that have been going on lately that, you know, you just move on to the next one. That was, uh, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that, yeah okay. that's, how it, that's how it plays out in my head. Well, I think I hear a little bit of the song that first attracted me to, me to your music and one that opened up me up also to your album, Between Us. So let's listen to a little bit so the, the audience knows exactly why I'm so excited. Baby, you left a tattoo in my I love that song, and but, but before we talk about it, I have to point out that I was actually wrong. It wasn't NBC. I'm trying to confuse you here on the air. It wasn't NBC in San Diego. It was at the Sunset Session, so uh, uh, sorry to be confusing. But let's talk about a little bit about that song, because that's the first song of yours that, actually, that I actually encountered. Um, I know it's about desire. It, it's about wanting something else and about maybe wanting something that you can't have. The video yeah. that you made with it is very, very powerful. Did you design mm. that the, the the images in that video? Did you design it? My manager, uh, the director, and I always come up with the ideas together. Um, I've been using the same director for all my videos, Colin Duffy. And uh, for this one, we decided to do something very simple because uh, all the other videos are just they're very explosive and they're huge. And we're like, let's let's do something very simple that stays in one spot but that's visually captivating and has that sexual tension of the song. So uh, we wanted to basically bring in – my music is, uh, in, in, is, is very inclusive of all cultures. I have no judgment of any cultures. I grew up in a multicultural, uh, you know, uh, family, um, uh, and, and, you know, I grew up all, all over the world, from Africa to Canada, et cetera, that I, I, I want my music and my audience to always feel welcome in uh, uh you know in in my art in my music so this we decided to bring all kinds of couples um you know uh that would be you know sometimes judged from the outside world and bring them in and be like you know you can be safe here because neptune is the idea that you're reaching for the unattainable there's something inside that you want that's a desire and um you know we all have it so i wanted everyone to feel that common ground 
Well, you certainly accomplished that, and that was one of the first things I noticed when uh, I, I looked at that video is that uh, – uh, your uh, your images in there, the couples in there were very diverse: gay, straight, black, white, mixed, whatever. Whatever. Yep. And uh, um, I was going to ask you if you were actually making a social or political statement. Did 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 you decide that you wanted to make that statement very clearly? I think that it's kind of it's uh, it's embedded in the fabric of my music. I mean, I don't consciously want to be you know a political activist in you know in a way, but I know that music has a message that that breaks through boundaries and and I think it's response it's the responsibility of an artist to try to you know to try to melt these these dividing lines between us in a way and reunite us and yes so in that sense definitely well well you did that now there's another song out that we're starting to hear a little bit of which I'm going to play and this is your latest hit and this is Maneater and again the the video on this is epic it's a giant woman destroying my hometown the city of Los Angeles so let's just <laughs> listen to a, a a minute or two here The, the video that goes with that is 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 really epic. It's uh, uh, I I saw it as a takeoff on Garganta, which is a 1950s film with a giant woman, and apparently you actually were basing it on a later film about a giant woman. But uh, uh, the question that comes out of that is, um, was there a man eater in your life? Uh, yeah, there was a few. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we don't have to go any farther with that one. <laughs> but uh, on a on a more serious note, however, um, what is your response to the criticism that Maneater and the images in it, particularly the lyrics in it, reinforces uh, a medieval stereotype of women as inherently evil and predatory? Oh, then I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it's interesting how people can judge a slice of 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 a slice of reality. It's just a perception on a very specific moment in time that has actually happened to a person. It is not judging all women. It is not judging, you know, what my, it is not pointing to my personal belief of how women are. In my opinion, women, you know, women are the most majestic, you know, advanced, you know, race way beyond males in any, you know, fashion. And it's like, this definitely doesn't point to that, but it points to the fact that there, there's a, you know, there's a situation that some people get into where they get eaten up by the other person because their power is just so much stronger than your own at that moment, and they just eat you alive and you love it in a way. You're just like, please take me. I'm your food. And that's all it's talking about. You know, the fact that I called it, a, you know, the fact that it's a woman playing that role in my life is because I'm a man. So it's it's that simple. So definitely, that was not my intention. Okay. Well, that, that that's a good response. We've got some email here for you. Uh, um, Rodney in Oakland wants to know: Did you 
play a show in Las Vegas, and he says he saw a picture of Las Vegas uh, on your Twitter feed or your Instagrams. <laughs> What's up, Rodney? Uh, no, I just decided to take a break because, as me and Patrick were just saying, in 2014, it's been nonstop. And I'm like, I need to go take one day and just relax, break away from everything. I didn't even use my phone besides for that one Twitter picture that you saw. So, however, I'm planning on booking a few shows in Vegas. Well, um, for, for those of you in, in California and, uh, and, and the West, if he does book shows, we'll let you know so you can go see him. Um, Melissa in Atlanta wants to know, do you actually support a big band or do they have other gigs and then come together to play with you? You mean my band? Is that, is, yeah. is that what she means? Okay. Uh, I, I think that's um, what she means. Um, my band is, uh, yeah, is, is definitely a band that I would like to keep, keep with me wherever I go. I mean, yes, once in a while I'll play some acoustic gigs, but my vision of, uh, my vision of, of a live show is influenced by, um, you know, my, my, the people that I looked up to, such as Prince or, uh, you know, Stevie Wonder, Jamiroquai, which is always a very band experience, something that you could come and feel the explosion of it, as you've seen, Patrick. So, um, yeah, my band is definitely uh, a, ba- a unit that I'm going to keep together for a while. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll come to Atlanta and you can come to the show. Okay. Well, we'll uh, let us know because I have lots of friends in Atlanta. I'll be happy to, to spread, the, spread the words for you. Um, I, didn't even know yeah. I, had, I, didn't, I didn't even know I had uh, fans in Atlanta, so that's really interesting. Well, I don't, know if they're, I don't know if you have fans in Atlanta. I have fans in Atlanta, and they're listening to you, right? <laughs> so let's assume they're your fans now. Melissa, M- log on to his webpage and become a fan. Uh, incidentally, uh, why don't you give everybody what your, uh, your webpage is and, and your Twitter feed? You can go to ericzane.com, E-R-I-C-Z-A-Y-N-E.com. Uh, and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube are all under that same name so you can go to twitter.com forward slash eric zane e-r-i-c-z-a-y-n-e uh same thing with facebook and uh instagram and youtube well we've got an interesting question here from penny in seattle but before i read it i want to ask a follow-up question because i think it has something to do with it you said you were raised all over the world um where did you start where were you born i started i started in the well i was born in montreal uh, but when I was 11 days old, um, I was in the Congo, Africa, because my family was already living there. And uh, they just wanted me to be born in, uh, in Canada because that's where my mom's sisters uh, lived at the time. And it was probably better than an African passport uh, at the time. I mean, a, a Zaire passport at the time. So, they, uh, yeah, they, made me, uh, they, they flew me to Canada and then flew me back 11 days later, and I was raised in the Congo. Um, that's where it started. So how how uh, old were you when you left the Congo? I was about ten years old. And did, did your whole family uh, immigrate from the Congo? You know, a war erupted. Yeah. Um, this is a, this is a long story, but to make it short, a war erupted. There was a major, major civil war, and uh, you know, one day. Uh, within a week after the war, uh, you know, exploded, um, the embassy called my dad and uh, my two older brothers, my mom and dad were living there. You know, we had a, we had a home. And uh, they said there's only one seat left in uh, the last plane that's leaving, Kinshasa. 
um, and it's leaving in an hour. What do you want to do? Uh, meanwhile, there were bullets flying in the air. You know, my brothers were building, you know, protection, weapons, et cetera, from the, you know, the mercenaries that were going from home to home and pillaging everything. And it was just, it was, you know, it was pretty uh, crazy. And um, wow. basically a military truck came and grabbed me, the kid, and I was gone. And uh, that's basically how I left my home in Africa. Did your family ever catch up with you? They caught up with me. About um, as a whole family, we saw each other, uh, you know, eight to ten years later, uh, because oh. everyone got spread out after that. It was basically um, that's what happens to people who you know who get their home kind of torn. Uh, you know, they just have to fend for themselves. So my my you know my brothers went wherever they could to survive because uh, my parents lost their business. I went where I could, and we were united many many years later. That is a powerful, powerful story, and I'm really glad to hear that you were united uh, eventually and that your family did, did survive, because uh, I knew about the, uh, the war in the Congo, and I suspected that was why you left. Well, which brings me back to Penny in Seattle, because now that we know you have been raised around the world, Penny asks, I don't believe in genres anymore, in music genres. To me, there's only classical and rock. Now, what do you say about that? You seem to play a lot of different genres, but they all sort of mush together. Well, Penny, I can tell you that one of the hardest things for me as an artist is to try to understand what genres are because I see music as, a, as, as colors in a way, and it's like a painting cannot have one color. You can't make a red, you know? It's like, so for me, genres is a thing that was created by record companies and record stores to try to know where to place their, you know, their, their music, uh, but as an artist, I hear, you know, I'll hear, uh, uh, you know, a banjo in a classical song. And, you know, someone would tell me, well, you can't mix these two genres. I'm like, but that's how I heard it in my head. So I think that, you know, it's the idea of music came before the theory of music. Once the theory of music gets created, everyone wants to label it as this or this or that. But I think the pure essence of creativity doesn't have these labels. Well, Penny, I, I think you're on to something, and uh, you should uh, uh, check out Eric's music. And incidentally, everybody, we're, we're talking with Eric Zane, and if you want to talk to Eric, you can call in 347-215-7511, 347-215-7511, and you can talk with Eric Zane. We're going to take a, a, a quick break for a commercial right now, but don't go away because Eric's going to stay with us. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host at Music Friday Live. We're talking with Eric Zane, and you can talk with Eric Zane. You can call in 347-215-7511. I want to remind you, we are brought to you by Solar City, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about Solar City in just a minute. Have a pen and or pencil ready because we're going to give you a phone number you can call that will allow you to get solar energy in your home for no money up front. That's right. So have that have that pen and pencil uh, ready. Uh, Eric, you still with us? Patrick. Oh, okay. Well, 
I, I know you're putting together a new EP, um, and it's it's got a rather unusual collection of people. Uh, let's see. You have uh, um, an Orthodox Jewish rapper, uh, Mike Tishayu, uh Amber Mate Riley. Matishahu. Sorry. Matishahu. Thank you. You are getting my, my Irish pronunciation there. Um, <laughs> uh, Amber Riley, an, an African-American singer, TV star from Glee. Rosie Crane, an emerging rock singer and movie songwriter who's recently signed by uh, Adam Levine. And King Blaze, a rapper from the Cameroon. How did you ever think of putting that group of people together, and how did you pull it off? <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't really my... Uh... You know, a, a mixtape, which is what what we're calling these kind of piece of works, because they're uh, they're they're free online releases. And the idea behind a mixtape is that an artist doesn't uh, he doesn't aim for a super commercial um, uh, piece of work. You know, a, a commercial piece of work that could get played on the radio. It could, but this is more aimed towards being honest, uh, showing your you know your personality, your diversity and basically um, collaborating with others, um, you know, in that mixtape, which is how I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't really have a plan. I just knew that if I just start, I'll start meeting people that kind of fit within, within that, um, uh, that framework. And me being so diverse in my background, I knew that the people that I will connect with are going to be diverse as well, which is why you have this collection uh, of people. Maritiahu, um, I was studying Kabbalah, which is a spiritual Jewish uh, it's Jewish right. thing. And uh, I was studying Kabbalah, and uh, my, the, the rabbi I was studying with was like, you have to meet this guy, Maris Yahu. And I'm like, I don't, why? I, you know, I'm, you don't know him. I don't know him. He's, you know, a few, he kept telling me this, and a few weeks later he calls me in the morning. He's like, guess who's coming tomorrow? I'm like, who? Maris Yahu. I'm like, wow, you really, you really manifested that one, didn't you? And then uh, the next morning, he says, just come and meet him. So I meet him, and Maris Yahu and I really got along uh, very well, and we wrote the song in like a few hours. Um, and it's, it's, it's really cool. It's reflective of, uh, it's called Freedom Fighters, and it talks about standing up for your rights, and it talks about, you know, uh, creating the life that you want and uh, breaking boundaries. Um, Amber Riley, we did. Uh, I was invited to do a show at a place called Music um, uh, My First Fridays, which is a very cool place where new artists go and perform to a very supportive crowd. And uh, she was there, and she loved she loved my performance and wanted to get involved. And I loved who she is and what she does. So we created a beautiful gospel song called Gold Generation, and. Um, Rosie Crane, um, my manager knew her. He thought that we would be a great fit. And when I heard her voice, I was like, yep, it's, uh, it's, it's perfect. And uh, we, uh, we did a remix of uh, Prince uh, Erotic City, um, a, a very cool indie electro version that I think, uh, is, I think uh, you guys are going to like. So, and it's uh, due out, I think, the week of March 10th. Is that correct? March 10th, yep, definitely. Okay. I've been trying All to right. finish it. I'm just so busy. <laughs> which we noted at the beginning of the uh, at the show. Well, when it's out, yeah. uh, maybe you can come on for a, a couple of minutes and tell everybody about it because I'd, I'd like, uh, particularly since it's free download, I'd like to let my audience know about it. Now, uh, 
even though you seem to be constantly moving between gigs and interviews and recording, just like you said, you're so busy, you still have time for something larger than yourself. I understand you're part of an organization called One Voice. you want to tell us about that? One Voice is very interesting because uh, me growing up in Africa and, and, uh, and seeing, you know, war, how war-torn it gets, you know, because of political you know, agendas, it, it, uh, it, it, I always had this idea of actually going back once I become more successful and doing the, an inspirational sort of tour that would, you know, replace uh, guns with guitars. And um, then I, I let that idea go. And then when I, went, when I went to Sunset Sessions, I got interviewed by One Voice, and that's exactly what the guy was doing. It was unbelievable. It's an unbelievable organization that, um, that teaches kids how to connect to their inner guidance, their inner voice, how to bring peace within the community by uh, using music. It's wonderful. Well, uh, where can people find out more about it? They can go to onevoice.com. Okay, and of course we they can find out more about you at ericzane.com. And you know, Eric, we've been having so much fun talking. We we've still got a couple of uh, your songs to play, and we don't have time to play them. We're out of time, so I want everybody. I played my girl too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I want everybody to go to your website and uh, listen to your music, download your music because it'll be number one in your playlist. And Eric, I want to thank you so much and i'm looking forward to having you back on quickly when your um, when the mixtape is ready can we do that absolutely okay thank you again so much that's uh, eric zane we're going to take a quick break right now and uh when we come back we're going to switch gears we're going to we're going to talk about a different kind of music and a different kind of a band don't go away you're listening to music friday Catch them in this linen net Keep on so I don't forget See my honey's bed, she lives in Amarillo And there's a room to lie But none to spare So auntie trees up to the floor And got lost in the night I don't believe her when she says she don't mind. We're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffern, and your host at Music Friday Live. Of course, that was Big Big Bed, which is our uh, our introductory song, and um, I want to use that as an introduction to remind you of our sponsor. It's a, a quick but important word about our sponsor, our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Solar City is a huge win-win for homeowners. Um, now, the reason why is that a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of its upfront cost. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost and approved credit. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free. All you have to do is pay for the power you use. 
just like you do from the utility company, but you'll pay for less of it because the sun is making some of it. It's making as much as half of your electricity, which is what happened when we put solar on my house. Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system, and it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you get solar power? Well, you call my friend Tina, and here's the phone number. Tina works at Solar City, and she's at 909-618-6937. I'll read that again so you can write it down. That's 909-618-6937. And when you, when you talk to Tina, tell her I sent you. Tell her Patrick O'Heffernan at Music Friday Live told you to call, and she will give you a discount on your order. Once again, that's 909-618-6937. Exist Elsewhere does exactly what its name implies. It exists in a world of chiming guitars and mellifluous melodies and disembodied voices flowing into pop and then rock and then to something completely different. The guitarist, Noah Bernadou, the man who is the cosmic center of Exist Elsewhere, can create lavish but simple instrumentation combined with solid grooves and pop hooks, all understated and so much the better for it. Exist Elsewhere beckons and it enfolds and it delights you. And then it morphs into hard-edged guitar solos and complex drumming and then it brings you right around again to the soft side. The experience is unique. Although the band is just emerging, it has racked up awards. Its single, Can't Fall, was featured in a national Pantene commercial, and the band was highlighted on Nikki Six's weekend slideshow as the band to watch. It won the Battle of the Bands at the Macworld Sonic Birds Indie Innovation Contest, and it opened for Little Feet before thousands of cheering fans, which is not too shabby and very well deserves. Noah, welcome to Music Friday. Hey, how are you, man? I'm very good. Did I hear a radio on in the background there? You better, if so, you probably should turn it off or we'll get feedback. No. Oh, okay, good. All right. Well, we have a lot to talk about. But one question, my listeners, and I've got some emails already from your fans. Um, they have emailed a question, where did the name come from and what does it mean? Uh, well, the name actually came from uh, a friend of mine. Um, his name's Robert Knight, and he's a very famous rock photographer. And uh, on his college exam, he, uh, the question was, what is the meaning of our existence? And um, his answer was, uh, our existence is elsewhere. And I thought it was a really cool um, title for a band, and so I asked him if I could <laughs> snag it from his uh, exam, and he said, sure. And so that's, that's where it came from. And it works very well. Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, Many of your tweets contain the hashtag Be Upstanding. You want to tell us about Be Upstanding? Yeah, well, the, the term came from uh, the Envy organization as a campaign to be upstanding against bullying. Um, it refers to the fact that too many people are bystanders, and as one of their peace ambassadors, I'm committed to bring awareness to the initiative against bullying for people to be upstanding against bullying. Well, you're part of a, uh, a, a tour. Actually, the tour is going to start um, uh, late in, in March. You want to tell us about the tour? Yeah, so basically it's a tour uh, in support of Envy's Be Upstanding uh, campaign. And uh, we're going to 14 cities in six states uh, across the month of March. And they're also uh, playing South by Southwest and uh, playing some amazing shows with uh, Scott Stapp, who's the front man of Creed. 
And um, we're also ending the tour at Macworld in San Francisco, um, where I won the Battle of the Bands last year, and uh, all in support of the Envy campaign. And we're playing all these uh, public high schools and, and uh, talking to kids about uh, anti-bullying and bringing awareness to it. Well, I want to I want to play the uh, what I understand is the official song, uh, and this is Signs, uh, your song here, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Yeah. Run away, use me, my love. Tell me what you're dreaming of. Yeah, I, I'll find it. Yeah, I, I'll find it. Now, that's the official song of the tour. It's a, your official song of the tour, is that correct? Hello? Hi there. So, sorry, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, the I'm offic- not... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not muted. I'm, I'm here on the phone. So that's the official song of the tour. Yes, that is the official single for the tour called Signs, yeah. Um, now, I understand that your sister was a victim of bullying, and it, it's natural for a brother to protect his sister, but, but you decided to use your music to go beyond that, to get at the cause of bullying, and, that, and that's very ambitious, especially for uh, somebody starting their career. What convinced you that music, and especially your music, can have an impact? Well, you know, not only her, but you know, me and especially you know, close friends of mine you know, going, growing up in, in middle school and high school, you know, being victims of bullying, and it, it's a universal issue. And the, the way that I, I kind of found that I, that music really saved me, to be honest, in terms of when you're going through things like that, and especially my friends, and I found that music was kind of an outlet in which anyone can express themselves and kind of relate to, to messages, you know, messages that people are going through that, who are going through similar situations to them. And, uh, you know, I just feel it's something that everyone can relate to, and it's what I do, and I find... Uh, if I'm able to bring awareness, you know, to, to bullying something that's affected me through my music and give someone that outlet to be able to rate, to relate to what I'm singing about and uh, make them feel better, then, you know, that, that's something that I really want to do. Well, you're going to be uh, in, in American high schools, which, of course, have had some, some bullying problems, to say the least. You're going to actually, I think you're going to start out at Riverside, in Riverside County. Uh, well, after you play your music, will you be sitting down and talking with students about your past experience and how they feel about it? Yeah, you know, I'll be telling them, you know, things that I've experienced and, and uh, I've observed and talking, giving them tips and advice on how they can deal with bullying and how they can be upstanding in situations. You know, because uh, the whole, you know, the, the concept of the campaign to be upstanding is all the time people are just bystanders and when they, they don't want, they, they're in fear of, standing up against bullies in fear of them being bullied more than themselves. So I think it's about, you know, helping prepare them and giving them, um, you know, hope and, and uh, encouragement to be upstanding. 
Uh, while you were talking, we got a uh, an email in from uh, Manuela in uh, Los Angeles, and Manuela wants to know, um, how were you bullied, and why were you bullied? You're such a good musician. Why would anybody want to bully you? Um, you know, I think for me, uh, exclusion, it was a big part of bullying when I was in school. You know, people kind of being uh, very exclusive and, you know, leave, leaving people out of things. And I felt, you know, I didn't really fit in. I was kind of very introverted and um, I didn't conform. And I, I kind of spent all my time, you know, doing music. And um, I found, you know, when you're being so focused in on something, um, for me at least in my experience, um, it was I didn't really relate to the other kids in the same way um, as other people did. Um, and, you know, that can cause, you know, people kind of, I don't know, maybe not necessarily picking on you, but kind of looking at you in, you know, in a negative way and they can kind of resent you for some reason. And, uh, you know, so I saw, you know, I always spend my recesses in the music room and, you know, doing what what I loved. And I found that was kind of my escape from having to deal with that kind of, um, you know, being targeted by certain people in that treatment. Well, I, you, you have, uh, Definitely shown the people who bullied you that uh, being focused on your music has its rewards. And let's listen to a little bit of that music now. I'm going to shift, shift the mood a touch here. Uh, uh, and we're going to shift from, from signs to lay with me. I played a little bit more of that than I usually play because I wanted to get the shift in the music here. But we're talking with uh, Noah, the uh, the person you heard singing there. Uh, Noah, that's a that's a very complex song. The instrumentation behind that is so deceptively simple, and yet it's so lush and nuanced. 
And when it shifts into that superb guitar solo that, that kind of soars across a pastel landscape, um, did that take a long time to write and assemble that song? Um, surprisingly not. That one came together, in a, I think, in about, in about an hour. Um, you know, uh, I had some great musicians playing with me for that. And, um, you know, it was, it was just one of those songs that it was kind of unlike any other one that we'd written, um, you know, previously. And um, when we were recording it, uh, you know, I really, I really wanted to capture that kind of atmosphere and the, the expanse of the guitars and, and the effects. And so, you know, there was a lot of experimentation, um, you know, with keyboards and filters and all the kind of, I won't bore you with all the, uh, you know, the production details, but um, it was definitely, definitely a simple one. Um, that we kind of played around a lot with the sounds. Now, when you say we, I, I always think of you as kind of the nucleus of Exist Elsewhere, but there, there, you don't, do you have a permanent band? No, I don't have a permanent band. Uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to work with some super talented people, you know, in the past. You know, um, some of the older guys that I, you know, used to play with in the band, Luke, Luke Walton and Brandon Woodward, you know, they're really awesome musicians, and, um, you know, I did, I recorded, that song I recorded with them, and uh, I, re- I recorded uh, a few other ones with them as well, and, um, you know, we recorded it with uh, this guy named Michael Christoffi at uh, LMU, um, he's this young engineer, and uh, it was for his, his music project that he, you know, wanted to get some bands in, so we had, you know, the song laid with me, and we uh, thought it would be the perfect uh, chance to do that, and then I also, someone else, you know, I work with all the time, and he, you know, my go-to, um, you know, mixer, Frank Rosato at Woodcliffe Studios. He's really incredible. And, uh, you know, the people I'm working with, um, it's always, it's always a collaboration because it's always great to hear what, hear what their takes on the songs and to, to be able to, to be able to have them bring something to it as well. You know, we'll just make it better. You know, I'm always lucky to be surrounded by like-minded people who kind of believe in the vision for the track. Well, I guess that means that exist elsewhere really does exist elsewhere. Right? Do, do, yeah, I mean, do you, do you ever see yourself with a permanent band? Um, I don't know. I mean, the future definitely there could be you know permanent exist elsewhere members. Um, you know, it hasn't it hasn't been that way so far, but that's just the way thing, things go. And uh, you know, there's a new lineup now, obviously for the upcoming tour. You know, super, super incredible and, and musicians, and I'm so I've been I'm more excited than ever. Um, and we're playing, you know, we're playing a lot of new stuff that no one's heard before. You know, some of the songs I think they're some of the best songs I've ever done, and you know, we're super stoked to play them, and uh, it's going to be fun. You know, it's a new era for the band, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're actually getting some emails from people about coming to their school, but be- before we uh, reread those, uh, I, I want to play. I, again, I want to change the, uh, the the musical atmosphere here and play a little bit of something that's uh, a little different here. And this is Can You Hear Me?
Well, the way you started that song out, it sound, you could tell that you really love to play the guitar, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was Luke Walton, who was the lead guitar player you know, previously. And uh, he, did, he did a really great job on, uh, on the lead stuff on that song. So. He, he really did. Uh, I mean, you really busted out and, and, uh, and, and rocked there. Now, when did you first start playing music? How old were you? Um, I think, really, I mean, I've been singing since I was kind of really young, just um, as a child, but I think when I was around, when I was around five years old, um, I'd always been surrounded by music, but my dad played me Coldplay, the first Coldplay record when it had just came out, and uh, and it just hit me like nothing had ever hit me before, and uh, it just made me want to play music, and um, I picked up a guitar you know, a few months later, and you know, started writing, and they're they've been my my biggest inspiration. And um, I was, you know, when I first started playing guitar, I had an incredible teacher called uh, Javier Gutierrez, and uh, you know, he taught me, you know, kind of everything that I, you know, I I wanted to know about guitar. And uh, I had the same teacher till I was 16, and uh, he is, I'm, he's really responsible for kind of, you know, my playing and you know all the experimenting with the weird tunings and encouraging me to kind of break the rules a lot of the time. Um, but in terms of, like, getting me into music, it was definitely when I heard that first Coldplay record. Well, we have to thank him and Coldplay for that. Now, we have a lot of people who have emailed in and want to know if you're going to be in their city. We've got uh, Sandy Mop in Miami wants to know. Uh, we've got Viking Girl in St. Paul wants to know if you're going to be there. Uh, Buster Tiempe in Los Angeles is asking for you. And, and we got this email here. I wanted, I wanted to read this. Uh, this is from um, Mockingbird Down in Phoenix. And Mockingbird Down writes, Can you come to Phoenix? We have a lot of kids here who just don't seem to get it. Um, and it turns out you are going to be in Phoenix, aren't you? Well, yeah, we're actually going to be there twice. One, one around the beginning of the tour in the first couple of days and one on the way back. On the, on the leg returning um, and uh, yeah I mean in terms of all the people in Miami and, and um, elsewhere <laughs> you can email you can email just elsewhere and uh, if we're not hitting your school this time we're definitely going to be doing more stuff with Envy um, as we're you know their peace ambassadors and we'll promise to try and hit your city in the next run okay for, for those of you who are listening here you can go to um, elsewhere.com and click on the Reach tab, and up will pop the schedule. And sure enough, you are going to be in Phoenix on the 8th and on the 10th, and again uh, on the 25th, and then you're going to be in Las Vegas. Of course, you will only go to the high school. You will not get anywhere near the downtown Las Vegas, I'm sure of that, uh, while you're Absolutely there. Absolutely not. A absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, and it's actually, actually uh, com, And they can also email elsewhere at gmail.com. Um, that's kind of the band's, you know, personal email, um, so we can make sure that we get, you know, all of their requests, and, we, and okay. we'll respond to all of you as well. So, okay, email Noah and let him know that that your school would like to have him there with the the Reach tour. Now, uh, we also have a lot of people who have asked, uh, and let's see, we've got uh, uh, Prattles and Stop in Dallas, and Leaflet in Detroit, and My Voice Loud in St. Louis. They want to know. When did you come to the United States, and why? Um, I came when I was when I was really young, um, and it was because my dad is in the film business, and he was getting work over here. And so I moved over here when I was super young. And everyone says that I hear an accent, but it's kind of weird because it's in and out because all my family having this accent, but all my friends don't. 
and the people <laughs> I'm playing with. So it's kind of certain words here and there you'll hear you'll hear something funny. Well, I I picked it up right away, but I taught at Oxford for a while back in the ancient past when I was a college professor, so I, I recognize the accent. But uh, yeah, it does shift in and out. Well, another place that uh, you may have gone to uh, actually is chronicled in this song. So why don't we play a little bit of Tokyo? Now, of course, that wasn't Tokyo. I'm going to uh, beat my producer about the, the, the head and shoulders. That was uh, a different song. Let's see if we can get Tokyo up here. There it is. I love that song and and uh, the, the way you you create a, um, uh, a a mystical desire. You never actually got to Tokyo, did you? No, it was kind of written, you know, out of a place that you know I wanted to go, and uh, I hope to go there, you know, one day. I mean, it's such an, it sounds like people I know who've been there says it's such an incredible place. But um, you know, we kind of took sounds that were inspired, you know, from the city and you know, in Japan and kind of put them in a put them in track. We wanted to kind of get the vibe of kind of going to a new world and kind of being opened up to all these amazing things. Actually, I've spent a, uh, quite a bit of time in Tokyo, and I can tell you that your music will go over very, very well. So if you get a chance, after you get back from, <laughs> from touring all the high schools in, uh, in, in the United States, you ought to take that trip. And in addition to the tour, uh, do you have any other uh, live performances where people can see you? Yeah, actually, we, um, we're headlining uh, the Roxy on April 30th. Um, that's going to be the next show after the tour. So when we get back, you know, we'll start planning that. And uh, there's going to be another announcement about that show uh, soon. Um, but definitely if you're in L.A. and uh, you want to come see us, check that show out on the 30th. You know, we're headlining. It's going to be really fun. And uh, we're also bringing out lots of new music. You know, there's a new music coming out in April after the tour. And, uh, okay. you know, an EP definitely on the horizon in the upcoming months. So Okay. Well, we... Up. We are out of time. This is, you know, time flies and you're having fun, and we've been having fun. So, Noah, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Real quick, tell folks where they can get your music and learn about the Reach 14 tour. Well, you can go to existelsewhere.com slash reach, 
um, you know, to look about the tour. And also on the website, we have uh, other music uh, that you can check out and videos. And then we have Facebook.com slash Exist Elsewhere, Twitter.com slash Exist Elsewhere. And uh, you can find all our stuff online, yeah. And, uh, okay. and you can email us, email us for more information as well. Do I want everybody to do that? Let them know that they should come to your high school, if you're if, or your children's high school, depending. And I want to say thank you all for listening, and thank you for being with us today, Noah. And you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and all of our radio stations. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get a real-time update on our guest. Vote for your favorite musician on MusicFriday.NationBuilder.com, and we'll invite them on the show. Our producer is Lars. Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday for the acoustic virtuoso James Clay Harrison and country singer Marshall Dane. Good night, everybody, and have a great musical weekend. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.